that all your fears are in the future, mm. right? It's mm. not in your present reality because the question you always ask yourself is what if, mm-hmm. right? What if I bomb? What if I go on this podcast, the thoughts that rock and I bomb? <laughs> what, what, what then? You know, so, so you're asking the what if question. So you yeah. know your fears are in the future. So I try to work with people, change the what if to even if. Mm. Oh, I like that. They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock, taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. <laughs> What's happening, peeps? It is Brant and Jim here at Thoughts That Rock. Uh, this is where we uh, pick a particular subject uh, or an area of interest, and we ask our amazing <laughs> guests to cough and hack up a lung and then give us three incredible pieces of advice surrounding that. Uh, this oh is today's episode is how to choke on your own spit. Bye. Jim Knight. Oh, my gosh. That couldn't have happened 30 minutes ago? No. It's just perfect timing. Well, our topic today uh, is <laughs> it's not it is not how to choke on your own spit. It's not. It's actually how to stop procrastinating. Right. If you would have learned how to not choke on your own spit, we wouldn't have just had what just happened. <laughs> you procrastinated for too long. <laughs> I think we're going to have to start over. No, there's no do-overs. Oh, my god. This gosh. is how we roll. You know, we uh, we had this interview with uh, our rock star guest about a month ago. Yeah. And you know why we just are just not getting around to this topic, <laughs> this intro? Because <laughs> we didn't pay attention enough to when he actually gave us the information. We procrastinated, yeah. That's right. It was about how to stop procrastinating. And um, we have a great guest, Eric Twiggs. Who is a certified life coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also an author of the book, The Discipline of Now. Uh, we also know that he's the founder and president of the What Now Movement. You want to check that out, go look in the in yep. the show notes. I mean, he's got a pretty good detailed bio there. Um, and also, he's the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast, which I've been a guest on. Where's the cricket noise? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put in some crickets. And I promise you, I did not cough up a lung while I was on that show. He actually came back to the well. And Eric was really good. I mean, he gave us some very, very specific stuff. Uh, I wasn't kidding. We really, out of all the you know the shows, this is the one that we just sort of put on hold for a moment. I think we had something else going on that day. Said, so we'll get around to it. We procrastinated. And, uh, yeah, if I remember correctly, this was a pretty good episode. Actually, it was an amazing episode. Uh, Jim will tell you that I don't write down anything. Including, Ever. Including who's, who's on the show today or any day. Um, but uh, this particular uh, interview was was I made notes, which I don't I don't ever do. Right. Um, but he had so many great little nuggets that I will be able to reuse um, that uh, I, I had to write them down. And um, I, it was just an amazing conversation with Eric Twiggs. We think you absolutely are going to find it fascinating. So take a listen to what Eric had to say about procrastination. 
There he is, Eric Twiggs. Whoop, whoop. What's up, my friend? How's it going? This is a fantastic opportunity. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, thank you, man. Well, as I was saying in the intro, I was lucky enough to be on your show. Brant likes to usually say that I'm sort of the warm-up act. If you want the real deal, you got to get him on the show at some point. But, hey, man, it was a turnabout fair play. I mean, I, I enjoyed my time on your show, and I thought this would be great for you to spend some time. And our topic, obviously, today is right in your wheelhouse. So, we know that um, you know we start talking about whether it's life or, or business issues, obstacles that people are going through. Procrastinating is certainly one of those. So today we're going to talk about three thoughts at Rock on how to stop procrastinating. So uh, I need to stop procrastinating and just turn it over to Eric. I guess give the man a chance to speak. Yeah, hello, quit talking, Jeb. That's how that's how that works. So what is your first thought, my friend? So the first thought, if we want to overcome procrastination is clarity and i always tell people i always mention that clarity is the starting point of success Mm -hmm. right a lot of times we put things off because we're not really we say oh i want to get there i've got to get there but you have to be clear on where there is Mm -hmm. because if not you'll you'll put things off and you'll be doing things that have nothing to do with what you're trying to accomplish yeah I love that. Yeah. So if you're going through life um, and you're like us, you know, in a lot of ways, self-proclaimed workaholics, my to-do list, I've just got that thing, you know, I'll never get through that list. I'm only going to probably touch about 25% of it. How, what what kind of advice would you give to somebody to maybe stay uh, clear, to, to have that clarity, knowing full well that like me, I sometimes avoid some of those bigger tasks. I might work on some other things and feel like I'm productive, but to be honest with you, I'm just procrastinating because I don't want to do the hard stuff or the stuff that takes forever. What advice would you give them to stay uh, to stay clear? Well, I think you, you have to reverse engineer. So so what I do when I'm working with people, we start off with, okay, where, where, you, where do you want to be in five years, right? If, if let's, let's time travel. It's five years from the day. You're saying, you know what? This is the best time. This is the best my business has ever been. This is the best my life has been. Why do you say that? What are three to five things that would make you feel that way? Mm. You get clear on that. And then you break it down to 12 weeks. Okay, so what are the 12-week targets that are going to help us to achieve the five-year plan? And then we take the 12 weeks and we break it down to the daily to-dos. And I have what I call the Twigs Top 5. What are the five major priorities that line up with our goals? Mm. And and the, the day is a win. The day is a success. If I've accomplished those five key things, now I can have other things on the list, but the main thing is I need to be making sure I'm getting those five key things done that align with where I'm trying to go. Mm, Okay. And I haven't had a chance to read your book, but the discipline of now, does that sort of cover some of that as well? Do you get down to be that granular? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, because I have like a model. It's called the procrastination prevention pyramid. We'll talk about couple of elements during this time uh, okay but one, one of the things as far as when you're you know when you're taking action we talk about specific, it has to be the right actions right because it's easy to confuse activity with achievement yeah <laughs> you're just doing a lot of things but they don't really line up with where you're trying to go yeah yeah i think that's uh you know one of the things that is a mindset thing i think is that we don't think of our uh, we, we have a never-ending resource of energy to, to put towards different things that we're chasing, but that's really not the case. Mm-hmm. And so if you end up p- 
putting all kinds of energy into the wrong thing uh, or chasing, you know, chasing a rabbit down a hole that, that you shouldn't be. By the time you get right to where you want to be, you don't have the energy to pursue what you initially said you wanted to do. And I, I would assume, Eric, that a lot of that comes down to that first bit of clarity, right? You've got to make sure that if it's not in service of whatever one of those five things are, then it's got to fall lower on the priority list. And it's easy to say no when you're clear on where you're trying to go, right? Yeah. A lot of times people are just saying, well, here's what happens, right? You start to become successful. You know, you start to become known. People start pulling on you and, get, and making requests on your time. But if you're not clear, you're going to start saying yes to all of these things and you'll just be tied up doing all these other tasks that don't really line up with your yeah. purpose. I, I had that when I was <clears throat> working at Hard Rock, um, probably about 15, 20 years ago. I remember we were doing a uh, an activity because a lot of people didn't know this, but the United States was broken along the Mississippi River between the two companies. There were two different founders. They operated Hard Rock separately. It was massively confusing to people, but eventually one side bought out the other. We were all one big happy family. But the West Coast people had never been exposed to the East Coast. And so I was part of the, the company, the side that bought the other one. So we had a little bit of a tour. We went out there. And uh, I clearly remember we were doing meetings with all of the managers in every one of the locations. It's kind of a big deal. You're meeting your new bosses. We're all one big, happy, hard rock family. There was one manager in one of the locations who decided not to go to that meeting that it happened to be one of his three nights of the week that he went to go and work out and he had made a clear commitment that he would work on his his body and i'm like going i i get that but but you're missing out on a really awesome opportunity he said no i've always promised myself i will work out monday wednesday and friday and we'd fallen on one of those nights and so I thought, on one hand, this is awesome that that guy has clarity of thought. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's got an end game and a mission, and he's just I an applaud idiot. him. Well, we also <laughs> fired him right after that, but but that has nothing to do at all with the story. <laughs> he's gone, and I don't know where that guy is. I, I think he's uh, he's working at Wawa right now. He's very clear on what line to stand in to get his unemployment check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We, we do admire his clarity, even though he's no longer with us. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was super clear, and so are we. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's been no, funny, though. I, I say, because I have, you know, chapter six of my book talks about saying no and all of that, and I always make it clear. I put the disclaimer out. Like, look, don't get yourself fired. Yes, sir. Don't go back to your boss and say, I was just at this session, and Eric Twig said this and that. No. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Uh, we I can stop it. the podcast here. That that's was right. that was fantastic. <laughs> I that's haven't laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> All right, that so so clarity is uh, you said the starting point to success. What uh, what is your second thoughts that rock? So next is your attitude, right? So so the mistake I made when I was first starting to coach people, I looked specifically at the results and the processes and how do you accomplish this. So I'd be working with a with a business owner and. I would there, there would be evidence that there's a mindset issue, but I would skip right past that and get to the result and, and mm. try to train them up. But mm. I've learned that you have to stop you, until you really address and meet someone at a mindset level. They're not going to move forward. And 80 percent of people, entrepreneurs that I work with who are stuck, it's a mindset issue. And so you have to make sure your attitude is in the right place, because the thing is, all the studies show that 70 percent 
of most people's self-talk is negative. Hmm. Right? All, it, it's, it's just negative thoughts. You know, we, we're wired to focus on problems, especially if you're, you've been in the business setting for a long time. If you're an entrepreneur, you're so focused on the problem, focus, focus on the problem. But yeah. that can turn you into a pessimist. So you really have to check your attitude. And the best way to replace this bad habit of negativity is to replace it with a better one, which is gratitude. Mm. Mm. It's funny. We were just talking about that. We yep. had a, we had another guest on our show, a good friend of ours, Chester Elton. I don't know if you know him, but he uh, people have, have dubbed him the apostle of appreciation. But his whole thing <laughs> is about gratitude. I actually just put out a post this week about positivity. And, man, the world sure does need that a, a little bit more these days. So I love that. I love that whole idea of just checking your attitude. I love that. Totally. The, the other thing is I, I think um, – you know the book Execution? I mean, there was this guy, Larry Bossidy, and I think he did it with um, Ram Sharan. So there were two authors that came together, and their whole idea was we spend all this time. This is different than the clarity of thought and being clear. People work on strategy, and they plan, and they do all this stuff, and that that's all good, and you should do that. But at some point, you got to get stuff done. You just got to go out there and flat out execute. And And, yes, you could do that, but I think this whole point about – be careful about just marching straight forward for the end result because you could be stomping on people. You could be hurting people's feelings this day and age. They don't need you. We need, we need people to work for us more than they need us. They can absolutely find another job. I would almost say regardless if it was high unemployment or low unemployment percentage in this country, if you're a rock star, you can always get another gig. It's not a problem for them. So I think that whole attitude mentality, which – I don't know. I struggle with a little bit. I, I still see some people that are Nelly negatives out there, and it's it's tough to work around people like that. Yeah. I was going to say, Eric, how, how do you – I mean, for the people that, let's say, have a propensity to be negative all the time. I'm doing how, the best I can. How, <laughs> how do you get – it's one thing to say, you know, let's check your attitude, but, like, what are some of the things that someone could do that maybe has a history of having a hard time of thinking things positive? Mm, that's good. Uh, from a positive point. Is there little – tweaks they can do to sort of get them on the right path? Yes. So when I'm working with someone, um, I have them start what I call a win, a wins log, W-I-N-S. Yep. What, what, are your, what are your wins? So that's a big part of my coaching. So when we, if we have a coaching session, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to tell me about your wins. A win is anything that promotes your personal or professional health. Any hmm. step forward in the right direction is a win. And this has been life-changing and game-changing, right? I, there are people I've worked with when I, I – we'd have a weekly call, and I'm mm. like, oh, so tell me about your wins. I don't have a win. And I'm saying there's not one good thing that's happened to you for an entire week. Come on, really? Mm -hmm. and, and then we start focusing on it, and they have – they can take up half of our time now talking about all the good things that are happening. And if I don't ask them about the wins, they'll cut me off. And start telling me all these great things that are happening, and their business is starting to improve. So if you're looking for something that gets you in that it. gratitude mindset, start focusing on the wins. The more wins you write, the more you write down your wins, the more wins you'll have to write down. I love, love it. it. And, and it can, I guess if you start off just saying, what are the wins in life? Like if you were meeting somebody for the first time, but to your point, if you start to do that weekly or even daily, now, now it's just subconscious that you're you're – that gets to the thinking and your your gratitude, your attitude. That's cool. I think it's it is cool. I think it's hard for people who are incredibly competitive. Yeah, because 
especially you know if you're a former athlete or you're you know you're used to playing at a at a very high level Mm -hmm. acknowledging little wins seems ridiculous to some Mm. because it's like is that really a win come on you know and so like how do you that's where you get a life coach that can help guide you on those things how do you I, i mean i think that's so so i i agree with everything my question is for those people who are super competitive type a how do you mm. get them to to re- recognize that small wins are still wins right because for some it's like look you know Dallas Cowboys want to win the Super Bowl every year but at the end of the year we all know what's going to happen 8 and 8 baby <laughs> that ain't that is not happening <laughs> but but if they don't win at that level, it's perceived as a loss, right? Mm-hmm. So, so how do we do that for the people who who take that same mentality into the workplace, where it's if I don't get that million dollar contract, if I don't become salesperson of the month, if I don't close this massive deal, um, how do we get them to recognize the small wins and give it the credit that it deserves? Hmm. Well, so a couple of things like if that, if you have people who work for you. You know, a lot of times, most the type A personality is only a small percentage of yep. the population. I'm one of them, so I know. Yeah. And not everybody's, <laughs> and not everybody's is wired like that. So what happens is, let's say this is the mistake I used to make, right? Let's say I'm, I'm working with somebody, and the goal is ten thousand dollars, right? We got to get yeah. this ten thousand dollars. My thing was, I'm going to keep harping on you until you get to ten thousand. Yeah. Now, never mind that you are at one thousand. Two weeks ago, but now you're at five thousand. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't recognize that. Yeah. So what happens is the people that aren't type A, type A personality just start to check out. Yeah. They just start to say, oh, "I just can't win." Mm. You know, I, I, yep. look, I'm just going to check out. And so, but when I started learning over time, the, okay, you're at two thousand, you're at three thousand, it just becomes habitual. Yeah. And so you just get in the habit of recognizing progress, and and, yeah. and you actually you build momentum as well. Yeah. You know, you start, yeah, you haven't hit the end goal, but you start to feel better about yourself and you, and it's more likely that you hit it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think I think progress is the key, right? Like if we can recognize progress, that's, it, it, you're not treating this like you won, mm-hmm. but you're treating it like you, there's, there's proof and evidence that you are making progress towards that goal and that's mm-hmm. worth something. When, when uh, I, I remember... I was working for a director of training and there are a lot of things underneath the learning and development world. When I was getting close to stepping into that realm and thought, look at all the stuff from video, e-learning, print materials, instructor led, like what do you attack? They all need to be amped up because they maybe weren't in the best place. And my boss was really good about saying, we're just going to pick one thing. We're going to pick one thing and we're going to get a win here. And maybe it was, you know, what's the greatest you know, the the most impact that you could find, I thought, well, probably new hire orientations, every new person at the very least, we're going to stop the bleeding. I, I need to work on all this other stuff, but if I could just get a great course with these new people, then we'll start to to work on it. So you're right. It probably, well, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm type A, I am competitive, but I'm also able to look at stuff and go, if I can just chunk it down and get a bunch of W's underneath my belt, I'm going to be in a better place a year, five years, whatever it is. I know what the end game is. I know ultimately where I want to be, but you know, maybe just to go back, I, you, you got to be clarity of thought, you know, that's the start, like you said, Eric, and you know, just being very positive about it, not, not getting down in the dumps and 
getting negative because I can't get all of it done. I'm just taking bite-sized pieces. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it, well, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so the other thing, you have to always be cultivating your confidence, too. That's the other thing, right? Because yeah. even if you're that type A person, it's easy to get into a downward spiral. So let's say you don't hit the big goal, now you, yeah. and you start making other mistakes. Yeah. But if you start recognizing the small progress you're making, yeah. now mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to cultivate. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not all failure. That's right. So even as that type A person, that's how you benefit from that. Agreed. Gotcha. So, so wrap us up on the third one. What's the third uh, thought that rocks when it comes to if you're if whether it's business or personal, you want to stop procrastinating? Yeah, you have to move forward in spite of your fears, and, and, and it's interesting. So, I you know I do these workshops, mm. and we always break down what what's causing you to procrastinate. Fear always comes up. Like I never bring it up, but fear is always someone always talks about something they're afraid of. Mm. Uh, and that's what stops people. It's fear of success, which is very common. Mm-hmm. People don't understand what they, they're afraid of. Okay, if I get the promotion, what is that going to mean? Am I going to be away from my family? Or can I meet to this? Can I measure up to the expectations at that next level? Mm-hmm. You've got the fear of failure. You've got the fear of the unknown. There's fear of criticism. Uh, and, and so the, the thing with fear, and it does cause you to procrastinate, is you have to recognize that all your fears are in the future, mm. right? It's not in your present reality because the question you always ask yourself is what if, mm-hmm. right? What if I bomb? What if I go on this podcast, the thoughts that rock, and I bomb? <laughs> what, what, what then, you know? So, so you're asking the what if question. So you yeah. know your fears are in the future. So I try to work with people, change the what if to even if. Mm. Oh, I like that. Damn. Yeah, change what change if? the what if to even if. To even if. That's a so, mic so drop. So the key there is you, you always have to factor failure into your success plan. Yeah. Right. Because if you just think everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time and this and that, you know, but you have to factor in that you could have a setback. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but so if you know that ahead of time, you can make the proper adjustment and shift. So even if the presentation doesn't go well. I'm going to learn from it so I can get better for the next one. Even if I don't get this contract, I'll be in a better position to get the next contract. Mm. So instead of saying what if, it's even if. So, so verbally you might be in your, your, your consulting, the work that you do with these entrepreneurs or anybody for that matter, even using that language might get them to think differently. Do you have some physical activities or something that they could do to work on this on their own? Or is it – they, they sort of get that realization, that epiphany comes when we're having a chat. Uh, ma- mainly that's it. So a lot of times, it, it's really it's about awareness. So like I've, I've talked to people and we, we've had a coaching call and they said they were going to do something. Then say two calls in a row, they haven't gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just stop and I'll say, okay, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And they pause and I stay silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's, well, you know, I don't know if. So there was a fear that was really yeah. causing them yep. to hesitate. So, so that's that's the real thing is, is just if you're hesitating about something, if, if there's something that you're always but because really like the root cause of procrastination is discomfort. Right. You're, you're just there's something about the task you're just not comfortable with. You know, yeah. You're afraid. You just don't like doing it. What have you. So it's, it's about having that awareness. And it helps to have someone who's outside of you who can see your patterns as well. Yeah, that's great. 
So, um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier during our introduction that I was lucky enough to be on the 30-minute hour podcast. First off, tell tell people about that that title. What, what does that title really kind of mean to you? But then also, I would assume you talk a lot more about things than procrastination or even things in your coaching world because – I'm not sure I fit the bill. I was doing some different stuff that we were talking about with culture and service and leadership and those things. But talk a little bit about that podcast. Yeah, so the 30-minute hour podcast, it's a personal development podcast. It's for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. So procrastination comes up quite often because mm, okay. I bring it up, but <laughs> but but we you know we cover different things that entrepreneurs struggle with. And the, the the thing I love about the podcast is when I have people like yourself who are on, we start to see patterns, mm. right? The, the successful people are, are doing a lot of the same things, right? Mm-hmm. They, they have a mentor, they have structure, they, they have they, they have certain things in place. Yeah. And, and we get to kind of bring that out. Uh, my co-host and I, we have great fun making fun of each other, yeah, laughing with the guests. I remember. <laughs> so what you're saying is even if the guest doesn't hold up their end of the firing right it's still going to be a good episode it's in still, spite of it yes. still could be gold yes exactly now i have to mention your episode has done very well as far as downloads and everything else all right look I mean, that thank you interview. thank you um can you mark that Eric, please thank you. you you and i need to chat about me being on that podcast because this will not stand this is the competitive side of him coming out this will not he stand. needs to over Take me for sure. <laughs> this pebble needs grasshopper. Yes. Something has needs to happen here. Yes. Well, as you can see, we we tend to have a little bit of fun on our podcast as well. I knew that we as soon as I was on your show, like I said, I wanted to try and get you on here, and I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, we uh, again, we're looking at topics that can help everybody in general, just in life, and uh, for sure, there are going to be people that are going to listen in that are saying, you know, I'm just I, I'm a procrastinator. I Stave stuff off for all the reasons that you said, whether it was fear of failure or criticism or whatever. And, man, it's nice to have the person who actually lives in that world come on and share some thoughts that rock. So thank you so much, brother. We really do appreciate thank you. Thank you for having me. This where, um, yeah, man, we love it. Where, where can If people want a little bit more information about the stuff that you do, uh, where would you like for us to send them? They can go to my website, Eric, E-R-I-C-M. Twigs, T-W-I-G-G-S dot com, where they can pick up a copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And they can also see links where they can get on the 30-minute hour podcast and access that. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, we will definitely send people there. Guys, check out the uh, show notes and uh, look at uh, Eric's bio and all the cool things he's doing, man. We can't thank you enough. Appreciate We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Rock on. Hey, rock stars! Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and listen, we know how busy you are, and grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that can amp up your life are super hard to come by. So we hope this episode helped you enough for you to maybe subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow the show. Thus, that rock is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and also supports Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. They're amazing. Their work is incredible. To learn more, please go to cannonballkidscancer.org. Finally, if you're interested in having Brant or Jim or both of us speak at your event, whether as a virtual webinar or an in-person conference keynote or mastermind, contact us directly at thoughtsatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!